0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: to guys guys radio this is your host robert manny welcoming you to our podcast number 340 we've got a great show for you this evening we've got a great guest we've got shaheen miro he's got a a book and a set of cards they're kind of like tarot cards but a bit different with his own twist on them called the lunar nomad oracle i went through all of it over the weekend very fascinating i pulled some cards and uh, Shah- shaheen will do some for us and um hey maybe some folks will uh Call in and uh, maybe he can pull some cards. Let me see. I got people calling in already, so I gotta find out what number Shaheen's calling from. so i'm gonna I'm gonna send him a little message. So I know what number he's coming he's calling from. All right, good. okay, so this is Guy's Guys Radio, the place where men where men and women can be at their best. everyone wins. We're broadcasting live from Harlem in New York City. It is January 13th, 2019. Welcome to the show. Um, what's happening out there in the kind of the guys' guys' land? Well, it's cold here in New York. We're at that point. If you like winter, you've got it. We're in New York City. It's that cold time of year. At least was was uh, relatively uh, bright outside today. But uh, this is the first day this year. I didn't even bother going outside. I worked out this morning and I did some work on uh, uh, my... Uh, our show here and um, watch some football as I'm sure many people did. So let's uh, let's catch up on the the football action because this is that time of year where there, now there's only four teams left. You know, I play fantasy football, as I've mentioned a few times on the show, I was fortunate enough to win my league again for the fifth time this year. And then when you get past the fantasy time, it's like, okay, who do I root for? Well, I've got this player on, I've got, I've got Alvin Kamara on the saints and I'm not really that crazy about the Saints. And then I've got Jared Goff on the Rams. But, gee whiz, I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. So how do I rectify that? So anyhow, you go through these little identity crisis things while you're getting into the playoffs. But I think it's probably the four best teams are left. you got in the NFC, you've got the Saints, who are going to be at home against the Rams. And then in the AFC, you've got who else but the Patriots. But they have to go out to Kansas City and play And uh, that should be a high-scoring game. I'm going to pick uh, the Saints to kind of go all the way. I think the Saints can uh, – I think they have the most balance. I think the Rams are very good also. The Patriots can beat anybody, and the Chiefs have the most explosive team by far. So I think you've got the four best teams in there. So it should be a lot of fun. How are you guys doing with your New Year's resolutions? Uh, You know, this is that time of year. It's like two weeks in. You still going to the gym? Did you still give up alcohol? You're doing dry January like a lot of people do. Well, for me, I didn't make a New Year's resolution this year. I want to kind of take it one day at a time and then decide after two weeks what I was going to do. I'll tell you why. Um, Last year, which I've mentioned also on the show, I uh, put together this diet program. I'm writing the book about it now. It's called The Process of Elimination Diet. But what I did was I gave up one food or beverage every week for a year. And I wanted to see what would happen. And I made it through the 52 weeks. I lost 24 pounds. I lost so many different cravings. My taste buds changed. And I uh, became very clear. And then, of course, by New Year's Eve, then uh, we had champagne and lobster and all kinds of fun. I decided, you know what? For the first two weeks of 2019, I'm going to just eat whatever I want and see what happens. And I I noticed that... um, my taste buds changed over the first couple of weeks. Uh, the first time I uh, I had a little bit of it, I hadn't had alcohol. It was the first thing I gave up in 2018, so I went 52 weeks with no alcohol. And I had a sip of vodka, and my taste buds were so acute that I didn't really like it because it was a rye-based vodka. It was distilled from rye. It was from Poland, and I could taste. I could taste the rye. It didn't taste like vodka to me. It tastes like ice-cold rye. And it was very interesting that my taste buds were so sensitized to that. And it really didn't taste like I re- recalled the way vodka did. I tried some more a week later and sure enough, it, by then since I had tried all the other things or a lot of the things I had given up, my taste buds had kind of readjusted and gotten watered down and kind of diluted. Same thing had happened. I just had a couple of sips of tequila and initially it was so herbal. And then, uh, Then it kind of neutralized. Same thing with wine and had some champagne and went back, had some ice cream, had some cookies, had some pie. And uh, as you can tell, most of the things I gave up were sugar based. What I did was the first thing I did was give up alcohol. And then each week I kind of followed my instincts and decided, okay, where was my craving? What did I want now that I wasn't drinking? And then it was like, okay, ice cream and cookies and cake and pie and candy and all these sweet things. And then it got into. Uh, the kind of uh, empty carbs. And then it got into salty snacks and things like that. And then pizza and pasta and stuff like that. But it was a really great experience. I learned so much from it and then I decided, okay, I'll take two weeks and kind of do what I want. So the two weeks is up. So this morning I woke up and said, I know what I'll do. I had put together also a kind of a moderate version of the program, because for a lot of people giving up one food per week for 52 weeks, it's pretty, uh, pretty stringent and not everybody's going to do that. So I said, okay, what if I did a monthly version of that, just gave up 12 things and didn't eat them for 12 food or beverages for the entire year? Let's see how it goes, because I actually kind of missed having that discipline of not eating certain things. And the things that I went back and ate that I had given up, it's kind of like I didn't feel that great going back and eating them, not being a hero or a hero or anything. It's just I was just kind of over them. I picked up, I gained four pounds the last two weeks just by eating whatever I wanted. So I decided, okay, let me pick something and I'll give that up for the month of January. I'll have to extend two extra weeks at the end of the year. And then I'll give up one thing per month for 2019. I'll make it fun. So I gave up ice cream starting this morning. So we'll see how I do. So anyhow, that's my version of a New Year's resolution. I don't know what yours is, but I hope if you did one that you're sticking with it. And you're feeling good. I noticed when I went to the gym the first couple of days this year, packed and already, like, I went this morning and it was pretty empty, uh, which I was kind of surprised. But, hey, that's the way it goes. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, I don't really want to talk about the wall of the shutdown, so we're going to skip over that. Let's just get the government go- open so people can get paid. Um, we've got this evening, we've got the final episode of, if you watch Ray Donovan which a lot of people do tonight, is the season finale at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you check that out, that's after our show. So hopefully you can uh, take a look at that if you're interested in it. And then I think uh, there's a True Detective uh, number three comes out. Uh, I'm not sure when, if that's tonight or next week on HBO. And then you've got Billions coming back. And I got a feeling, if you've been watching Ray Donovan, I don't see how they're going to wrap everything up in this episode tonight, this season finale. There's too many loose ends. And I think there'll be some type of cliffhanger where they're going to do another season. I know they got approved for a seventh season and it's supposed to come in the spring. That tells me that there's going to be a cliffhanger and a lot of the other stuff's going to roll over into that and we'll pick up again in, I don't know, April or whenever that's going to start up again. That's my prediction. I could be completely wrong. It might not come back until uh, much later than that but I I heard or read that it was coming back this spring so that tells me this spring they usually push it you know a whole year this year um, it used to come on in uh, used to start in August and I think it started in late October so it was different this year and they usually push it and push it and push it so we'll see it's been a I think a spectacular uh, season uh taking place in New York because the series out in LA they kind of had gone through most of the storylines you can come up with out there I think was a nice change and it got even darker if possible so anyhow it's kind of a guilty pleasure I'm not into all that dark and violent shows but for some reason I really like Ray Donovan uh I, I guess it's kind of like a today's version of the Sopranos if you will it's it's in the same vein uh in a lot of ways and i enjoy the different characters and storylines so anyhow that's just me so let me tell you a little bit what we're going to do tonight we're going to bring out after a quick break we're going to bring out shaheen miro he's going to talk about the cards the oracle cards the lunar nomad oracle and uh, we're going to take a call or two i see i have a couple calls lined up and um i've pulled a couple cards and maybe shaheen will pull a couple for me and then uh we'll have our talk and then after that we'll do a quick guys guys guide and then we'll wrap it up. As I uh, as I mentioned last week, Guys Guys Radio, we've been picked up by KCAA in uh, Southern California. So we're going to be on, and we're already on terrestrial radio. So every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on 102.3, 106.5, and 1050 a.m. in the uh, kind of the Orange County area, we are on the air, along with Uh, We're on Spreaker now. We're going to be nationwide on iHeartRadio, so that's fantastic. That's going to come up in about a month where they integrate us into that system. In the meantime, we'll continue to be on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. If you want to support the show, I would ask you to uh, go to iTunes and give us a rating, a review, subscribe to the show, um, pick up my novel where the whole Guys Guys movement started, the Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's been called The Male Sex in the City. And that kind of got things started. And then I started blogging uh, in the same way that the main character in the book was writing uh, about relationships. And we have Robert robertmanni.com where my blog is. And then it's been syndicated. And then we developed Guys, Guys Radio. And here we are, 340, 340 podcasts later. And uh, we're here on Block Talk Radio and going on to KCAA and iHeart and who knows what after that. But I think we're going to keep growing. So anyhow, let's take a very quick break. And we'll be right back with our special guest, Shaheen Miro.
0: You're listening
1: to the Guys, Guys Radio. All right. We're back on Guys, Guys Radio. Your host, Robert Manny. Let me tell you a little bit about Shaheen. Um, He's a spiritual nomad. He works with people all over the world to help them reclaim their power through intuitive guidance, energy work, and spiritual cleansing. As a tarot and tea leaf reader, he conducts workshops and presentations nationally. His website is Shaheen Miro, that's S-H-A-H-E-E-N Miro, M-I-R-O, insights.com. He's all over social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, And uh, his book is, let me tell you a little bit about the book. It's called The Lunar Nomad Oracle. So you get a book and you get the cards. It's a set of cards, kind of like tarot cards. And, uh, but they have, there's 43 of them and they have different designations on them. They're beautifully put together And the booklet, the book, the small book that goes with it is very good, very straight to the point. Uh, It's a set of keys for unlocking and understanding your intuitive side, your lunar self. And as a nomad on the path of the lunar self, and there's a difference between the lunar and the solar, lunar's more feminine, solar's more masculine. As a nomad on the path to the lunar self, you can awaken your sense of wonder and discover your creative desires to facilitate introspection, awareness, and lasting change. And I think that's a real important thing for guys today because one of the things we like to do on Guys, Guys Radio, you know, the name of the show, Guys, Guys Radio, people think it's like the man show in 2019. Well, it is what it isn't. We like beer and we like babes and we like football and all of that stuff, but it's, it's a lot more than that. It's really about seekers, men and women living their best lives. And what I, my, what I do is I bring you guests and all the different guests offer something different about ways to possibly make our lives better. And then it's up to you to decide through my asking questions, is this something that's for me or not? And so what I'm doing is just bringing more considerations, more ideas, more concepts, more people. I'm getting a free education through my 340 podcast. I hope you are along for the ride also. And anybody who's been with me from the beginning, I say thank you. And those who are just joining us for the first time, I say thank you. So let's bring on our special guest, Shaheen Miro, right now, and we'll talk about his book and tarot cards. Good evening, Shaheen. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Very good. Um, I have to tell you, I really enjoyed going through the book and the cards today. I pulled a couple of cards. Uh, very interesting. Tell us kind of where, how you got started and how you came up with this concept and what's your intentions for it and um, things like that.
2: Yeah, so I started doing psychic intuitive work um, Really, when I was a child, you know, about five years old, my mom started teaching me how to use the tarot. And mm-hmm. it was a way of really um, learning to understand how to work with my intuition. So I had a lot of um, feelings and visions and seeing things, you know, kind of these hallmarks of um, someone who is a young psychic. And You know, a lot of people go through the world with that sensitivity and they don't know how to use it. So they either become overwhelmed by it or they shut off completely. So learning how to use a tool like Tarot or like the Lunar Nomad Oracle was a way, was my mom's way for helping me understand that and um, Mm -hmm. be proactive about it. So when I created the Lunar Nomad Oracle, it was really with that intention in mind help people understand how to use their innate sensitivity because I believe we're all intuitive or for some people who have kind of shut that side of themselves off altogether. um, It's really a tool for them to learn to awaken it and learn how to tap into it again.
1: Mm -hmm. Now uh, you, you are psychic and intuitive or or both one or the other, or how would you categorize yourself in that area?
2: So I say psychic intuitive because in in this world, the metaphysical world, um, there are some people who put a distinction there. I feel that um, intuitive is having the sense of knowing things, and um, and you know sometimes it can be a big leap into knowing something that is just absolutely out of your realm of what you what you should know. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just having a little, you know, taking a little leap, you know, maybe, you know, who's going to call on the phone, that sort of thing. Um, Being psychic can really be more about picking up on information um, through, you know, psychic sight, hearing, knowing. So it kind of runs the gamut. But I really put them both together because I feel like it just, you know, covers it.
1: Sure. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I speak with an interview, a lot of folks That's who have, who have, uh, similar guests, excuse me, my iPhone just started talking to me, I guess it was an intuition thing, but, um, uh, and invariably the guests, uh, who have the same gifts, they'll say, uh, you know, I had something happen when I was a little, when I was a child, and a lot of times they kind of got squashed by their parents or whatever and then it went away. And then they had some type of incident, whether it was near death or angels appeared or beings or light beings. Something happened when they were like 20 or something like that. And then they realized, oh, this is really my path. Uh, it, did that happen with you? Did you have something happen as a child? And now you said your mother and your grandmother, they were they were already kind of on on, on this path. But did you have it like turn it off and then you came back and turn it on, whether it was from other kids or whatever, where you just said, I'm going to shut this down. And then, then you realize later on that this wasn't something you can shut down. This is really what you're supposed to be doing.
2: You know, for me personally, and, and that is often a very common narrative for people, um, but I, I really didn't. You know, as a child, I had these really intense experiences. I mean, I have countless stories of things that happened Um, that where I displayed, you know, these psychic and intuitive abilities and my mother and my grandmother both kind of took me under their wing and taught me how to use them, taught me how to be um, aware of what was happening and, you know, even though they themselves didn't have the exact same type of experience as I did, they still understood enough to not shut me down, you know, to not mm-hmm. make That's me great. retreat from this. Yeah. And then, you know, as I got older, I really, I never, I never lost track of it. You know, in Good. middle school and high school, even I, I read for people and that was actually how I started doing readings. I read for mm-hmm. friends, for friends, families, for, you know, friends of friends, mm-hmm. families and um, eventually, I started having teachers and people at my school who would ask me, hey, can, you know, would your mom mind if you stayed after school to do a reading? And, um, and then from there, I started doing events. And then I worked at a shop when I was in high school doing readings. And I started getting calls from people in other cities. And so Great. I think as time has gone on, yeah, it's just I sort of became more connected to it.
1: Okay. Um, so tell us about, um, as I mentioned briefly, uh, the, the lunar nomad Oracle, and then there's also solar. And, uh, uh, as you have articulated in the book that, uh, solar is really about the masculine and for the last, I don't know how many thousand years, uh, the world has gone back to being more masculine driven. And for men, particularly now it's a time where, you know, it's never been, men have never been in a position where they could be anybody they want to be, but it's never been less clear who they really are now. Whereas women are kind of on this straight trajectory to getting more recognition of their long overdue, long overdue recognition for their achievements, et cetera. It's a little bit more clear who women are and where they're going. Guys, it's a little more, um, it's a little more tricky sometimes, but it's very important that the masculine needs to kind of open up to the feminine. And that, you know, people take that too literally, but there's two sides to mm-hmm. everybody, and um, I think it's really important for men to be able to touch into that, you know, the right brain, the more metaphysical side, and uh, also women, you know, to tap into the masculine side. But the world is going towards the uh, lunar or the feminine. How, what? What's? Am I directionally correct, Shaheen?
2: Absolutely, and and I would love to really talk about that because I think that leads Please. into why the oracle is necessary. You know, as you said we do live in a um, masculine or solar society. And I think this is exactly why a lot of people have that experience of being, you know, intuitive or having psychic experiences as a child, and then they're shut down, and Mm -hmm. sometimes they never recover from it. And um, a lot of this masculine or or solar um, point of view is about, being logical, being analytical, and about doing. And this is exactly why there's so much confusion happening in the world because there's a lot of this doing, but there's no understanding of why we're doing. I always say the solar in a big logical, logical of, of our being um, mm. says I can do or I can build, whereas the lunar says I can dream. And so the lunar mm-hmm. streaming, the solar building, really are meant to work in tandem. And we've gone so long without including the lunar or the feminine or the imaginative side of us that we've been doing a lot without even knowing why we're doing. And um, and that is how this becomes a cycle. You know, if you notice um, abuse and um, you know, all of these traumas that I feel like we're seeing as a society, a lot of times they're passed down or they're chronic, and um, a lot of it comes from this mentality of of doing without right? knowing why. No one, yeah, no one ever stops the cycle, and mm-hmm. so creating the oracle is re- was really my way of saying here is a tool for you to work with and understand your lunar self, you know, so your imaginative, intuitive self, the sort of hidden part of you, learning to work with it, learning to have a language to understand it, and then being able to bring it out into the world, you know, to use Mm -hmm. it. And I, I think that's so important for people. And even understanding that using a deck of oracle cards or getting a reading like when i'm working with a client it's about self empowerment it's about looking for mm-hmm. um you know action steps how to grow how to evolve how to step forward in your life
1: okay um let's talk a little bit about the cards is one we have a caller on hand i want to i want to ask that person to hang in there because we'll get to you um but let's talk about the cards first so on uh, you have 43 cards and the, I think a tarot, traditional tarot deck, has a, f- a few less than that, and you have different imagery. You have uh, uh, the man, you have the woman, you have clouds, you have garden, you have uh, the moon, you have other things. Talk to us a little bit about wh- how you developed um, the the lunar nomad oracle and in, in the in the formation that you put it together. How did you come? How did you shape this concept, and why did you pick forty three, etc.
2: Yeah, so a traditional tarot deck actually has 78 cards. And the Lunar Nomad Oracle is based on another system um, that is called Le Normand um, or Le Normand. And it's a French system, and it typically has 36 cards. And um, unlike tarot, which has five suits and, you know, there's all of these cards, it, that can tend to be a little bit daunting for people. So, when I first discovered this other system, Lenormand, I thought it was really fascinating because there were 36 symbols. You know, there's um, a dog, there's a star, there's a tree. And each symbol was almost like putting um, a word or a piece of information together. You link them together to form a reading or to have, you know, have an understanding of what they need. And so I thought, this is a really wonderful platform for people to understand their intuition. And it reminded me of tea leaf reading, which is another thing I do and teach. Um, so I started creating a deck based off of this idea, um, really just for fun. I thought, this is really fascinating. I want to explore this. You know, I'm an artist as well, and I do... Um, mixed media art and so i started doing this as an exploration of these symbols and it really was almost as if i channeled the artwork and beautiful, you know, by the
1: way by the way shaheen the cards big. are they're nice and big they fit perfect. Like they're, they're like the perfect size and because uh, they're larger than tarot cards and excuse me i didn't realize tarot cards was like 70 something i thought it was less my bad on that but your cards are beautiful the, the artwork on it this the uh, the uh uh, the paper stock, um, the kind of logo side, uh, it, it, gorgeous, just great job.
2: Thank you. You know, and I, what I love about this deck and, and when it all came together was that it felt almost like a deck of, of dreams. You know, there are all of these fascinating um, symbols and colors and images. And the way that I teach people to work with cards, regardless of what system it is, is to really look at the cards, look at the images, and become aware of the, um, of the synergy that's happening. You know, what is that making you feel? What's coming up in your head? What are you feeling in your body? You know, just noticing everything that's happening. And from there, you start to put that information together into um, a clear and coherent story.
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: over time this becomes like a second language for people you know so of course at first you have the guidebook so it helps you but but yeah so that's really my process of how I came up with the deck and and how I view it
1: all right great nice job um well let's see if anybody wants to call in could we pull a couple of cards for some folks if they call in Mm
2: -hmm. yeah I would love to
1: Okay, uh, well, we have one guest. Here's the call and number for anybody else listening right now. Sometimes it's tough with podcasts because people listen on demand versus live uh, radio. Uh, 347-945-5834. 347-945-5834. If you want Shaheen to pull some cards for you, give us a call. Now, I'll ask your intuition because I have not screened this call. Should we pick up this call with the 917 number, Shaheen, since you're an intuitive
2: Let's pick it up. Let's see what happens.
1: All right. Okay. Good evening. I'm Welcome so to so Guys Guys Radio. I'm How are so you? It's oh.
0: not so scary, you guys. You can, uh, <laughs> <go>. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I make it a little easy for you guys. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I have a question. I would love for you to pull up some cards. What's um, your name? Have, um, it's, My name is Anna. And okay, I have, um, you know, I do want to change uh, my job, and also I want to know what you see for my love life. But if you want, well, we can,
2: yeah. Well, let's start. Let's start with one of those questions. So, which one do you feel is the most important thing to know about right now?
0: The most important thing to know about right now is like. What am I going to do with my career? Am I going to switch jobs uh, real soon? I mean, I've been working on this for a while, and so far, it's not going the way I thought it was going to go, and I'm wondering what you see around that, you know?
2: Perfect. Yeah, no, I love
0: that.
2: And you know, what I always tell people when um, when I'm doing a reading, and especially when it's you know, this format is let's look at how you can take a step forward. So I'm always very action oriented. So you said that what you're doing now isn't working. You want to know what's happening. So let's look at what can you do to create a positive shift with the work that you're doing. Yeah. And I'm just going to pull three cards and then I'll kind of talk about The cards themselves, and you'll see how this process works. So, the first thing that I've pulled is the woman card. And um, the woman card that I've pulled, there's two women cards um, or two woman cards in the deck. And these are really characters in the story. That's how I like to think of them. So, when you're doing a reading with the deck, and you pull a woman or a man card, you think of them as characters or people that are part of the reading. And so since Mm -hmm. you're a woman, um, this is you. And this particular one um, shows a woman who has um, a necklace on, and she's kind of adorned these beautiful jewels. And it's sort of a a shadowy um, background. And in this card, there's a doorway in the background and there's a, um, a silhouette of a person standing in it so my first feeling around the job that you're doing is that um, there's something about it that isn't connecting with you and I keep feeling like maybe there's something that you're either you're wanting to go back to or something that you um, something about the past coming up here so maybe that's something that you even left and came back to in some way Um, but it feels like there's something unsettled about this. And again, it's, it's connected to the past. Now, the second card is the garden and um, the garden is all about being in sort of a public or social environment, being around other people. And when you think of a garden, you think about, you know, planting seeds and, you know, growing plants, being in this beautiful thriving um, abundant place. And, What I'm feeling is that in the situation that you're in right now, it has a lot to do with the people that are around you as far as um, why you're not feeling comfortable or maybe why you're feeling like you're not making progress. So there's something about the environment or the social connection there. And I actually Mm -hmm. want to ask you, are you doing something where um, you're trying to get, like, clients or customers?
0: Um, On the side, yes.
2: Okay, so you're doing something, so you have like your daytime job, your, you know, we'll just say nine-to-five type of job, and then you have a side business as well?
0: I don't have a business, but I'm trying to like make, create more like a private clientele.
2: Okay, so this is just, again, this is how all of this stuff starts to work together. So that sends me, so we're going to go to this third card, and this is called the birds, and it shows two birds who are sitting on a on a limb of a tree outside of a window. And inside of this room, um, there are bird cages that are empty. So this card is really about freedom. It's about kind of getting away, getting out of the environment that's making you feel caged up or locked in, and finding your own voice, finding your own um, your own song or your own way of expressing and articulating yourself. And sometimes it can also be about um, chatter, like mind chatter, even gossip. So my feeling is that there's a big part of you that's wanting to take the leap and be on your own, but you're not feeling like you have the ability to do this on your own. So you keep leaning on the, um, the position that you're in. Something about wanting to be free, and I feel like that's absolutely the step that's going to allow you to feel more fluid and to feel more abundant, listen to that. Um, so if, there's, if there is, you know, a project or um, a business that you're wanting to start on your own or if there is a way to really lean into that private clientele list more, that's really the next step that I would take. Does that make sense?
0: I'm not sure yet. I definitely want to go and work somewhere else and build more skills. Um, and uh, I'm not sure about the private thing yet. I don't know if I'm not sure how to do that or all that stuff. All right, Anna, are you,
1: are uh, you, let's, go, go ahead, go ahead, okay. Janine, Janine.
2: Nope, I was just going to say, are you not sure about what I'm saying or about how to do that?
0: Um, I'm not sure about what you're saying. I'm not sure if I want to do the private, private route yet but maybe in the far future.
2: Well, you didn't ask what you were sure about. You asked how to move forward. hmm So maybe, it's, maybe it would be beneficial to
0: consider that a little bit more intently. Okay. Okay.
1: Anna, why don't, don't you do this? Maybe
0: will show, will show me how.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hold, why don't you stay on the line, Anna? Stay right where you are, um, and we'll take your second question because I think uh, – Listeners would like to hear about how Shaheen reads for Love Life. So just stay there and um, let us Shaheen and I just talk for another minute or two. Because if you purchase okay. Shaheen's, uh, the book and the cards, uh, a couple of questions for you, Shaheen. Should you, um, yeah. do you recommend like saging the cards or anything like that first? That's the first question. And the second question is how often should people who are working with the cards on their own how often should they be reading themselves and what are some of the ways they can read themselves? Is it a three card spread? Is it one card? Do they do a card every day? Should they not overdo it? Things like that. Just basic use guidelines.
2: Yeah. So I think anytime you get a new deck, it is wonderful to smudge the deck. Um, You know, my mom always taught me to, put the cards back in order every time you use them as a way of cleaning uh-huh. and clearing them. Okay. Yeah. That kind of resets the energy and also mm-hmm. sleeping with them under your pillow, which some people say, Oh, that's just the folk, you know, an old superstition, old folk tale type of thing. But I find that when you get into your deck, if you sleep with them under your pillow, again, it connects you with that sort of lunar side of yourself. And yeah. I actually have some really vivid dreams when I personally do this. So, um, yeah, a great cleansing ritual um, is always recommended. And um, but really, it's more about connecting with them. And then mm-hmm. before you do a reading, knock on the deck. You know, just like like you're knocking on the door. Knock on the deck. It clears the energy. Um, and that's okay. how I do it when I'm doing quick readings. Um, and as far as how to work with them on a daily basis, first thing I tell people to do, and I do talk about this in the book, um, start with a card a day. So Pull one card, and usually what I do is, I pull a card, and um, and just sort of ask, what insight do I need for the day, or what can I expect for the day? And when you're first starting, I suggest pull this card. And then wait until the end of the day before you try to make an interpretation of it. So actually review your day with the card versus predict your day. And what this does is it allows you to see the intersection between the images, the symbols, the metaphors on the card, and how that relates to real life. So you can look for how did the woman's card show up in my life today or how did the bird show up in my life today? And you start to see how the, how the energies and the images play with, you know, things actually manifesting. Um, one thing I would say when working with an oracle, and, and I think in the guidebook I talk about this, um, you don't want to do things that – you don't want to ask questions that are limiting you. So, you know, if you're asking a question and you don't get an answer you like, you don't want to try to ask it a different way and shuffle again. Or ask every day to see if you get a different answer. Because the cards are reflecting where you are at energetically. You know, they're literally reading your energetic story. So the cards themselves aren't, um, I mean, they are magical. But the cards themselves are really conveying what you are saying energetically. So if you're asking a question or you're bringing confusion to the cards, And you're not trying to get to a clear place to keep getting more and more jumbled answers, if that makes sense.
1: Yep, perfect. Okay, let's go back to Anna. I got a couple more questions, but she's been so patient. Uh, Anna, your second question for
0: Shaheen? Yeah, I would like to be in a relationship, and I would like to know, like, when you see that happening for me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And if that's... that's, yeah. yeah,
2: so I actually wanna I wanna I wanna give you some insightful information, but I actually wanna look at this a little bit differently if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. Um I I would actually like to ask the question, why are you not finding a relationship right now? Right. So let's look there and then we'll see what we come up with, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm again gonna pull three cards, and we're just gonna look at why is why is love and romance not alive and well for you right now? Why is that feeling blocked or or stifled in some way? So the three cards um, are the book, the snake, and the house. And the first card, the book, is all about learning and understanding and it shows you know a book that's being opened and um, when I looked at this the first thing that I thought was um, you know being opened or a closed book and so my feeling is that right now um, you maybe aren't feeling as open to love and romance. Maybe you want the relationship, but you're not really open to connecting with people. Have you been online or tried any da- any apps or um, dating websites or anything?
0: No, I don't really do that.
2: Okay. Um, and that's okay. I'm wondering if looking into that or or asking yourself, what are other ways that I can actually meet people? You know, being able to get yourself out there, being able to connect with people, because the book shows up here, and I'm feeling like this is saying you need to have a chance to show people who you are, to tell people who you are, to tell your story, but you don't have the the form for it right now. The next card is the snake, and the snake card is sort of... um, not a negative card, but a lot of times it'll come up when we've grappled with some kind of um, negative experience or something that's tripped us up a little bit. And so I'm feeling like there is still some residual energy here from either a past relationship, a past experience, or it could even be a combination of them. But I don't think the specifics of that are as important as the snake showing up, um, letting you know that it's time to move forward in some way. So I actually think in a big way your question about love and your question about career are intertwined because you're feeling like you want to step in your life as a whole. You're wanting to sort of step into your identity a little bit more fully, consciously, creatively. The third card here is the house. And um, I want to ask, you know, because when the house shows up, it usually has to do with our actual house, our home, our living environment. Um, and this card shows, you know, a big house and it has um, silhouettes of family members around this image of a house. And a lot of times when this card shows up, it talks about not only our living um, environment, but also the people who are in our living environment or the people who have been there. And um, I want to ask you, are you in a living situation where you feel, um, you know, happy? Are you feeling um, secure there? Do you feel like it's the place that you want to be in?
0: Uh, Right now, yes.
2: Okay. So if you like where you're living, the next question I will ask you, and this might take some – you don't have to really go in-depth with this online Mm -hmm. um, on the call – but I always tell people, if you want a relationship and you look at your house, the state it's in right now, would you feel good about inviting someone over? Does it feel yes. like a like an inviting environment? And if it yes. does, then ask yourself, what are some other ways that I can um, activate that feeling more? You know, it's that getting your, you know, your dining room ready to have a dinner party. Is that, you know, making your bedroom an environment where you would want to invite someone over and have them spend the night. Is that um, stocking up on your favorite wine, this kind of thing? Because our home is always a reflection of what's happening in in our internal world. So with the house showing up here, I want to say get prepared um, in your home for inviting someone new into your life. Um, and then I'm going to pull one more card about how can you step into um, a relationship or how can you step into that world a little bit more and actually call that person in and you got the moon card and the moon card is really about again our intuition our imagination Um, and it's also about letting the unseen be seen. And so the way that I think that that shows up for you is actually allowing yourself to um, do some of the things that maybe you're holding yourself back from. So that could be um, going places that you don't typically let yourself go to or entertaining hobbies that you might not be doing right now. Um, it might even be something more radical like, you know drastically changing what you're doing with work or changing your social circle but trust what you're feeling and I also feel like this is going to show up in the sense that you're going to feel a connection with someone and you're not going to really know whether they are reciprocating those feelings and I want you to trust yourself and I want you to actually make the first move kind of thing that's what's coming through so That's not right now. I don't think that this person is showing up right now, but I do think that the door is opening for love and romance, and I think that you're going to see this relationship that's forming, and you're going to feel yourself being interested in someone, but I want you to make the first move.
0: Okay. Okay. That's what I have for you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your reading. um,
2: And
1: thank you, Anna, for calling into Guys Guys Radio. We really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Okay.
1: All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Let's uh, continue, Shaheen. Um, Is there any type of, uh, we mentioned saging and all all of that, but um, do you do any or do you recommend that people who are working with the cards uh, call in any protection when they're working with them? That's one question. Another one is um, when they're pulling cards, um, do they take them off the top after shuffling them? Do you uh, wait for cards to kind of pop out? When you do one, two, three, do you go three in a row or do you take from the middle of the deck or wherever you feel like? Any, any thoughts or kind of uh, recommended guidelines on that?
2: Yeah. So the first question um, about calling protection, protection I, I always, excuse me, I always ask for my, for my guides, my guardians, my ancestors, my angels. I ask them to come and be with me. Um, and that can be, You know, as quick as a silent little acknowledgement in your head. Some people like to go through, you know, a formal prayer. But I think just acknowledging that you're surrounded by protection and really just good energy is important. Another thing that I do is I work with a lot of um crystals, a lot of oils, just a lot of, uh, energetic tools. So when I'm doing a reading, um, or when I'm doing even teaching, I always have, um, Himalayan salt with me and Himalayan salt is wonderful for absorbing negative energy for kind of grounding and centering you and keeping the energy really fluid and moving. And so I always have that around me when I'm, when I'm working, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I like to use um, Black Tourmaline, which is, uh, which is or Black Kyanite, rather, which is yep. a wonderful stone for grounding, centering, and protection. So those okay. are easy things to do, but even just simply asking. And then as far as pulling cards, you know, I don't have a lot of rules, honestly. Um, That's good. I tell people, shuffle the deck. When you feel like you're done, then you're done, and uh, if a card falls out I always say keep that to the side I don't include that in the like if I'm pulling three cards I don't include that as one of the three cards that would be an extra card Um, but with my deck specifically what I like to do is shuffle them and I like to fan them out in front of me and then kind of run my hand over them and pick you know pick a card that way when I feel like my hand is ready to stop, then I pick a card, and then I do it for the next card until I have my three cards or my nine cards or, or whatever I'm pulling. Um, but, you know, just simply pulling, you know, one right after the other is totally fine as well. I Again, I say trust what feels right for you.
1: Okay. Is there some, I, I noticed there, I'm going, trying to put the cards back, I'm putting the cards back in order um, at your recommendation. I noticed there's two women. Is that true? Two women with the same number?
2: Mm-hmm. There's two women and two men
1: okay, great all right. now I pulled some cards today on myself, but maybe you want to pull cards for me now what do you what do you think? How should we do this?
2: Well, let me ask you um, you pulled three cards. what were those cards, and did you have an intention in my in my I just, just wanted uh,
1: well here there's another question too. I just said, okay, general uh what do I need to know kind of what's going on? I didn't have a specific mm-hmm. Specific question. I could ask you a specific question, but the cards I pulled were uh, clouds, uh, garden, and moon, in that order. Yeah,
2: so what's interesting about these cards, the first one that stands out to me is the garden. And the garden is always about, again, it's a gathering space. It's about socializing, connecting with other people, and you have a radio show. So to me, Here this we is go. a garden. This is your, your gathering space. Um, now, the clouds usually come up when there's a little bit of confusion or a little bit of uncertainty, and um, interestingly enough, when I, when I see these three cards and when I think about them, the, the quick story that comes in mind is the clouds cover the moon as you're looking at the moon in the garden kind of thing. And um, what that means to me is that your space, your garden, your gathering space Um, There's some uncertainty around what's coming next about the growth of it or about um, the next iteration about what you're dreaming up because the moon is about what we're dreaming, what we're imagining, what we're intuiting. And so there's some uncertainty. Now, uncertainty isn't a negative thing, even though a lot of people think that it is. Because I always say uncertainty always holds the gift of possibilities. So, I feel like you yourself, what you're doing, uh, maybe bigger than just your radio show, um, there's a little bit of uncertainty or a little bit of the unknown that's coming into play. And in that unknown space, Just allow yourself to be really fluid. And I would even say keep a notebook with you and jot down any kind of ideas that are coming to you, you know, when you're in the shower, when you're at the gym, when you're, you know, getting in and out of the car. And also going back and looking at the feedback that you're getting from uh, listeners, from clients that you're working with in whatever way, and kind of bringing all of that together and not forcing it into, um, into an idea, but just letting it kind of gel into something, if that makes sense.
1: It makes hundred perfect sense because um, what I keep thinking is that if I'm on a really good track as things are going to happen quickly and my biggest challenge this is just intuitively, which you can understand, um, that I need to uh, really uh, do the work, um, not be so uh, controlling about the specific outcome the way I want it to be, but being able to kind of give it up to spirit, like get in the passenger seat, and do the work, but also um, have discernment as to uh, being able to um, uh, kind of uh, digest the opportunities that come along and have some discernment about which ones to choose, who who, who to say what to, uh, how to take the feedback, and how to, how to build from there, which is, I think, it's a, a good challenge.
2: Absolutely, and and I totally feel everything that you're saying. I think your, your intuition around that is spot on. And um, I love what you said about getting in the passenger seat and letting things happen, but still understanding that you have to have discernment. I think it's really the process of deliberately creating, but knowing that you don't have to do it all on your
0: own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you give it up to spirit and uh, be, uh, have gratitude and trust and faith, um, wonders can happen. I, 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 when, once I asked personally, I said, uh, show me how to serve. As soon as I did that, everything changed like really fast. And uh, then recently, having talked to folks like yourself and other people in the past couple of weeks, they basically said, you know, you can have this image of how you want things. Things are happening and you can have an image of how you want them to be or you can give it up to uh, the universe, God, spirit, whatever. Uh, that's up to you. And uh, I decided I'm going to do that. And however it turns out, it's going to be great. So, uh, and that's very freeing. And also connecting with my, uh, I guess you're familiar with the term, like Keeper of the Threshold, the Guardian Angel, the one that's really looking out okay. for you. Uh, so, and I hope our listeners out there, you know, are uh, open to this, because these are the tools, what Shaheen's talking about with his uh, Lunar Nomad Oracle deck and uh, working with Intuition these are, you know, the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Shaheen, the, the the cards are a tool to help you get in touch with yourself and in touch with um, energy, right?
2: Absolutely. So, you know, and I think that for some people this might seem, you know, mystical and it might seem like fantastical, but really it's very practical because it is. Yeah about getting in touch with yourself, getting clear. And when you're really clear and you're really conscious about where you are, what you're giving your energy to and and how you're keeping yourself in place versus moving forward, then you can kind of create the life that you want. And so that's what this is about. Um, And I actually want to just say one thing quickly You know, when it comes to manifesting, I love where you're coming from because I always tell people, let yourself have what you want and sit with it and, you know, whether it's asking the cards, you know, how do I create this thing in my life or, or just dreaming on it for a little bit, but, but see it in all the details and feel it Mm -hmm. and then let go of the form of it and stay with the feeling because the universe, you know, spirit, your angels, however you want to look at it, is going to put all the parts and pieces in place for you to continue to feel and experience more of that feeling. And that Mm can be very different than how you want. So that's why I always tell people, um, you know, sometimes people will say, well, when is the job of my dreams going to come? Or, you know, when is the house of my dreams going to come? Or whatever it might be. And I like to start with, well, what's keeping you from it? Or What do you really want to feel around that? Because Mm -hmm. that's going to change the way you invest your energy and it's going to change the outcome.
1: Yeah, and I think people also need to, uh, they have to make room in their consciousness and their heart for certain things. I'll give you an example. When we were, when I was listening to Anna and I hear so many people, they're looking for love. And I know for myself, I was single for so long that. Nobody asked me any longer, you know, why are you still single? It was just a foregone conclusion. And then I had an epiphany: was that that I had to make room in my heart for somebody else, and I wasn't, I hadn't been doing that. And as soon as I did that, everything changed. And now I'm happily married. We have a five-year-old son, and things are great. But I, it it took that learning step, and you have to be open to to hearing you know, to your subconscious and to your guides or whatever, that if something's missing and there's a reason why you're not getting what you're getting, be open to getting that information. And a lot of times it's because you aren't making room for whatever it is, a new job, a new opportunity, new love or whatever. What do you think Shaheen?
2: I agree 100%. And what I always tell people um and actually, when you, look in, when you look at the book to the cards, I actually consider each card almost like a chapter. And so in the description of the ring card, I talk about being in right relationship or being in agreement. And so a lot of times what I see happening, someone will come to me and they'll say, um, you know, I want to, you know, for example, as you were saying, being in a, be in a relationship. And what happens is on one level, so say mentally, They're like, I want to be in a relationship. But then emotionally, it's a whole different story. There's a lot of fear there. There's uncertainty there um, or there's resistance or anger there. And so it's very common for us to think that we want one thing but actually be putting a whole different vibe out there. And so I think it is really getting in agreement or in right relationship with our desire and making the space. And I, I love what God. you talked about at the beginning of your show. Um, rather than making New Year's resolutions, you were asking yourself, what can, I, what can I get out of my diet? But I think that's like a lifestyle choice in mm-hmm. general. You know, yep. how can yep. I free up my energy?
1: hmm Listen, you've been a great guest. I love the work you're doing. Um, we're going through a transition here on Guys, Guys Radio, where I'm not doing as many of these uh, podcasts like this, and we're doing something on KCAA. And for right now, I can't get callers in there. But when, let me work with your deck and your book, and then when I get everything all together, it could take a few months or so, we'll try to get you back, and uh, maybe you can do some more readings live. How would you like that?
2: I would love to do that. Thank you. Great.
1: Okay, tell everybody, Shaheen, real quick, where they can find you, where they can get your deck and the book, etc.
2: You can find me at my website, which is ShaheenMiroInsights.com. And I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just look up Shaheen Miro. And you can also find out about the Lunar Nomad Oracle there, as well as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your favorite bookstore. So come find me um, read about what I do and shoot me an email. I love hearing from people.
1: Great. Okay. Shaheen. Thank you so much. You've been a great guest. Pleasure to meet you and I love what you're doing and I'm going to work with the deck. Thank you. Thanks. Well, I
2: can't wait to hear more about it. Take care.
1: Cool. All right. Take care. All right, everybody, that's our show. We've kind of run up against it. So I'm going to, uh, tell everybody to, uh, Thank you, first of all, and have a great week. Keep your New Year's resolutions if you can. And remember, like I always like to say, uh, guys, guys, finish first.